Hi, I'm Debbie Shore, and welcome to Add Passion and Stir. It's the podcast from Share Our Strength, where we share inspirational stories of individuals who set their sights on a problem and use their strengths to create solutions. In this very special episode of Add Passion and Stir, I traveled to India to meet with global superstar chef Sanjeev Kapoor, and we discussed his work to end childhood hunger in India with our partners at Shayapatra. We'll be right back after this. This is a really spectacular um, experience right now. This this episode is being recorded from India, so I'm really excited for that reason. And we're all in person for the first time in so long. So that's really fun. Um, so we're coming to you from Delhi in India, and we are here meeting with our partner, Akshaya Patra, which is the world's largest school meals organization uh, and with about 50 other leaders in the culinary and corporate sectors. And we're here to talk about how together we can drive revenue and awareness to reach and feed more kids in India. My guests today are my colleague, Jitu Jodhpakur, who is our managing director of our global expansion at Share Our Strength. And my very special guest is Chef Sanjeev Kapoor. Uh, we are all here in person, and that makes, just makes it so much more fun. I'm going to start with Chef Sanjeev. And Chef, you've got so many accolades, so many awards. Uh, everybody knows you in this country. You are the most well-known and loved chef in India. Um, and so I don't even know where to start with all the things that you've done. But I'll, I'll name a few, and then I'll turn it to you to give us a little bit more history. I know that you have hosted the TV show... Uh, Kana Kazana, you've got your own food channel, you started a cookware company, you've written countless cookbooks, and you're engaged in the community, one of Akshaya Patra's biggest supporters. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about all of that. So my first uh, to you, Sanjeev, would be if you could tell us a little bit about, how, we always like to hear the trajectory of our guest's career, and if you could tell us a little bit about how you ended up to be where you are today, uh, and then we'll get the conversation started. So welcome. Thanks thank for doing. You, thank thanks you. for you made a special trip today to be with us in Delhi, and we really appreciate. It. Uh, thank you, thank you, Devi, and first of all, welcome to India. And uh, here, this is your uh, first uh, trip. Uh, uh, I can tell you that uh, um, India is a land of plenty, plenty of everything, plenty of sun, plenty of smells, plenty of flavors, plenty of colors. Everything, everything is uh, there's there's no moderation here, right? It's, yeah. uh, it just hits you. So I hope you're doing fine uh, and I wish you uh, well for the next uh, few days that you are here. Uh, so you. welcome uh, again and thank you for uh, having me on this show. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege uh, to be on this uh, show and uh, I know of uh, all the wonderful work uh, uh, that uh, you and uh, uh, No Kid Hungry and Share Our Strength has been doing. So uh, thank you for thinking of India. Thank you for thinking of Akshipatra and uh, having me here, uh, re really blessed to be here. Uh, I have, uh, as a kid, I knew nothing about uh, who a chef is because that's not a word uh, that was there in our dictionary. We, we had never heard that. We were not the kinds who went to hotels uh, because only hotels at that time employed chefs. There were no restaurants which had chefs, they had uh, owners uh, uh, who would run that or they were cooks. Uh, so as a child, I didn't know uh, what... Uh, first, I, tell us where you grew up. 
Yeah, so my father worked uh, in a bank. So I grew up in many cities. I grew up uh, in uh, wherever he was working. I just uh, tagged along for so every three years. I was uh, uh, in a different uh, city. And uh, sometimes it was uh, Delhi, sometimes it was uh, uh, Saharanpur, sometimes it was Meerut. It was, it was all about where he worked and we just ended up uh, being uh, with him. And uh, I think thanks to that, I've tasted uh, uh, water from different rivers and ports and uh, uh, different places. Uh, and that's uh, probably was my uh, earliest learning about uh, different uh, tastes and flavors and cultures and uh, things like that. And uh, so as I was uh, growing up, uh, I I think I was a normal child, uh, uh, but I had uh, one unique advantage that uh, at that time, uh, most uh, Indian kitchens were uh, moms would cook, uh, which was the case in our kitchen also. But um, my dad, my father also loved to cook. So meal in the kitchen was not a taboo at mm -hmm. uh, that time. And uh, he would take us uh, shopping for food. So my interaction with food started really early because uh, as, as a kid, when you go to the market, when you're interacting with fruits and vegetables in season, uh, you know you, you are uh, uh, negotiating and bargaining with the vendor. You are uh, selecting, you're doing everything right uh, uh, when uh, most kids were not doing that. But at that time, I had no clue that this is uh, the world that I would uh, end up in. Um, studied, did well. And, uh, so, you, so you studied, you were in college studying something other than food. Yeah, at that time, it was not something that you would study. So you would uh, study and then when it was a question of what profession, uh, if you were academically good, you would either be a doctor or an engineer at that time. That, that's what uh, you would become. And uh, I was, uh, actually, I was not only good, I was brilliant in studies. So for me, uh, it was uh, kind of, uh, it was a given that uh, I would uh, be an engineer from a top institute in this country. So everyone said that, oh, you don't have to worry. You are so good. You'll go to this engineering institute. And we had the top uh, engineering institutes at that time, IIT, Indian Institute of Technology. Now, that is something which uh, I, I wouldn't say bothered me, but I didn't like it. That how can people tell me what I will do? How can you tell me what uh, I, I uh, what is my destiny? I will write my own destiny. So I became a rebel. A rebel. I said, I will not do what uh, people want me to do. I will do something different. But what that different uh, definition of that was not clear in my mind. I just uh, I said I do something which nobody in our family, nobody in our neighborhood, none of my friends, relative, nobody should be in that field. I'll pick up something like that. And uh, when I started to uh, work, uh, I realized there was a problem in the kitchen uh, in India back then that uh, 
nobody was sharing, uh, especially cooks who've been there, uh, cooks who were not educated, uh, uh, they, they were not sharing what they knew. They were very secretive with uh, their knowledge and uh, uh, they would keep uh, it close to their chest and they would not share anything. And that bothered because that made learning really, really difficult. So very early on, I, I made a promise to myself that whatever little I learn, I will share it as quickly as possible. And that, that's something that fits with share our strength. That's such a perfect alignment with who we are. And, and that just simple thing, I would say, um, whatever I have got uh, today is thanks to that power of sharing. Because I understood how powerful that is. Because uh, I, I, I tried to explain this to people. And I, I said, you know what? Uh, the good thing about sharing is that when you share something, then you're left with nothing. You want to have more. And that's how you learn more. And it, it's something that grows on exactly. and on and on. And it's about, it's not because uh, just knowledge. I think even it's, it's true with uh, even material things. If you have something, you share you get more. It, it's uh, something uh, which which is magical. So uh, I I did that, and uh, I was uh, I was competitive. I was uh, hardworking. I, if if I could study well, I could work well also. So I decided that uh, typically it would take uh, to reach peak in a career in uh, for a chef to become. Uh, a chef uh, of repute, uh, it'd take about 20 years would be a normal, uh, that, that was the norm at that time for any good chef. I was not happy with that. On day one, I, I said, I announced uh, to uh, my batchmates, to other people, to myself that I'm going to be at the top in 10 years. You said you were a rebel from the beginning. I guess once a rebel, always a rebel. Everybody told me it takes 20 years. I said, no, I'll do this in 10 years. Said, How would you do it? I said, if everybody works eight hours, I'll work 16. It's elementary, right? It's, it's no rocket science here. I think there's more to it than that. We're going to come back to you in a minute. But before we do, because I want to hear a little bit more about how you distinguished your career um, and, and how you used just all of that passion to, to get you where you are today. G2, um, you are six months with Share Strength. And before that, you worked for uh, our subsidiary, Community Wealth Partners. Tell me uh, why you made the switch. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, Debbie. I was thinking when you said six months that if Sanjeev is a rebel, I guess I'm a baby, six months with <laughs> Share Strength. Um, it came down simply, Debbie, to as tight up and up and between personal values and professional work. Uh, I had been mostly in my in the corporate sector, corporate America, as the chief operating officer, in addition to being the CFO at Community Wealth Partners at the time. Prior to that, about 15 years with Washington Gas Energy, so, uh, Wall Street traded company. And uh, Sanjeev, one, one summer day, my wife, I, Madhvi, you spoke with her as well. We, we were walking and I said to her, obviously making lots of money and, and, and happy there, but I felt like uh, I was getting uh, paid simply to worry. Just, and it was a terrible narrative that I'm getting paid to, to, to worry as long as you know, I'm doing that job. Uh, and we worked our team a lot and only to see that we would add a nickel in our 55 million shareholders, right? So I started to be disillusioned and lose value of 
what what that means um, and that I have to be a different person uh, during the day and, and another, a different person uh, at, at other times. And so along came this opportunity with Community Wealth Partners, a management consulting firm in the social sector, uh, which really provided a bridge for me to cross over from corporate America into social sector. It's a good lead in to talking a little bit about Akshaya Patra and would love to just hear from you why you got involved, what inspired you to get involved. I know you're involved in other charities as well, um, but would love to hear a little bit more about what, and we, we just saw a kitchen today. So that was the first time I've seen that really impressive yeah. cranking out you know, 40,000 meals in a relatively small kitchen. Yeah. Um, so, but would love to hear from you as to what, what really inspired you to get involved with Chai yeah. Patra. You, you did visit the small kitchen, I must uh, say. Yeah. You have to visit the kitchen, which does 100,000 uh, meals and very efficiently does. Uh, I think Akshay Patra is uh, all about uh, bringing uh, smiles very efficiently uh, on uh, smiles of uh, children uh, going to the school. Uh, for me, um, see, I had, uh, I would say that uh, whatever uh, one could uh, get in world of uh, food, uh, uh, recognition, accolades, money, whatever, uh, I, I, I got them all. It, it was uh, something which uh, I, I realized that uh, whatever I have done, uh, there, there is joy uh, for me, but uh, the impact of uh, my uh, food was when I was cooking uh, uh, in a restaurant, uh, in a kitchen, then limited uh, people. I uh, increased that impact through teaching, through shows. Uh, now millions could uh, learn. Uh, I realized that if I can uh, create a higher impact uh, of uh, learning uh, through mass uh, mediums, then why should uh, uh, my impact of food not reach millions? And uh, the, the only way that uh, could be done uh, was uh, through someone who was doing it very effectively and efficiently. Because you know the kind of smile it will put on uh, children's faces, that, that's beyond compare. I was impressed today with so many things in this kitchen. One was just the care in which everybody in the operation worked and the safety and the, uh, what I, even though I was only there for the first time one day, I can, I know that they have this consistent day-to-day -day focus to deliver, you know, in the same way every day, 40,000 meals. And um, it was, it was really incredible to see. Uh, while we're on the topic of Akshay Patra, G2, could you just give us just a couple of, uh, you know, um, high-level stats about the state of hunger in India and uh, how Akshay Patra is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, totally. I just want to acknowledge one thing, Sanjeev, I want to call out. You probably remember the conversation when you, Aliana, my wife and I were talking. The other impact that you've had is there's untold number of people through your channel that have learned how to cook at home that would not have otherwise. And my wife said she's won such and uh, knows many several. So the, the impact continues uh, hidden. Debbie, the, the state of uh, childhood hunger, I would describe it as a, I know it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, but I don't mean it as a cliche and I'll explain. It's a mixed bag, or if you want to consider it of a, like a glass half full, again, it's not uh, in the proverbial sense of the cliche that half full, half empty, that I literally mean like literally half full. Yeah, as in there is a tremendous effort 
on the part of the government, right? The midday meal program that they, there's about a hundred million that, that are being served, but there is also a huge deficit, a huge gap. The number of kids who are not, uh, who are not reaching particularly the nutrition and the quality of the food. So 100 million and how many are in schools? Um, so, so here's an interesting statistic, right? The, the, there are 100 million more kids in India than the entire population of the US. <laughs> Go figure that. There's 450 million kids uh, in India, out of which about 213 are in the midday meal range, which is uh, like six to 14, grade one through eight. About half of those go to private school. So the assumption is that their parents can afford good nutritious food. So midday meal only caters to public school, government funded. There's about 113 million of those, again, in the uh, elementary through middle school. Um, and there's tens of millions of children who are uh, really at a loss in terms of, again, the nutrition content and the quality of food and the consistency of it um, that I think organizations like Akshay Patra and others, there's 440, it's a large play, small and large, 440 nonprofits uh, in India working towards it. But still in total, Sanjeev, they're, they're reaching 10%. The, the numbers are staggering. So about 110 million uh, kids going into uh, government uh, schools where uh, midday meal program or PM portion uh, that's uh, implemented. And look at, uh, we at Akshay Patra, we do about 2 million a day. And you say, oh my God, that's a lot. But actually it's uh, less than about uh, 2%. Uh, but uh, I think uh, uh, the intent is there. Government has a good intent. So it's not that the uh, government says that you give uh, uh, nutrition uh, should not be to the fullest. No, it should be there. There are parameters, there is everything that's uh, listed, but it's the execution that uh, needs uh, that, that kind of focus. And it may not be, there's a large country, uh, not all facilities are equal, not uh, all places, all states are not equal, uh, while government's intent is there, but the execution may not uh, be as good. So that's where uh, organizations like Akshapatra come into play, where they bring in that consistent focus to not only implement mid-meal program, but improve upon it bring hygiene into it, bring uh, consistency into it, make foods better. Uh, not, not just these many calories, this, this is the protein, but to make it tasty, create re real impact. Uh, quality and taste. Quality and taste. So we, we were last two weeks, we were uh, creating awareness and uh, uh, raising funds uh, in United States, my wife and I, for Akshapatra. Uh, we were doing an event at the Western Digital. There were about 750 uh, people who, who had gathered uh, and uh, as, as I uh, finished uh, speaking, uh, there's a girl who came, uh, walked up to me and uh, she said, uh, you know what, uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my, wife, uh, my mom, uh, she could not cook always, but I was lucky. I was going to a school where Akshay Patra provided meals to us. and." Uh, I think thanks to that, uh, today I am here, otherwise I, no, that's real impact. And this was uh, just what, uh, I, I took a video of her, uh, it's with me, it was 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. that, that's real, yeah. that, that's really touching. Yeah, and those stories that you, that you just shared, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of those stories. Right. And, you know, it, what's amazing to me is, Akshay Patra is the largest in the world, and yet they're serving 
such a fraction. Uh, so um, tell me what you would like people to know about Indian food. Are there misconceptions? What, what would you like people to know? About? I'm having lots of new experiences here, boy, I'll tell you. At breakfast, I, I, so many, so many things. Yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, complexity of uh, Indian food is its uh, strength, uh, but that can also make it difficult for people to get it in the first go, right? Uh, it can be intimidating. Uh, so I, I would say that uh, the it, it's uh, combinations, the uniqueness that we have. Uh, I, I would tell people that uh, if you get scared of it, uh, it's okay because there is so much. There is so much and I get it. But then it's, it's like uh, when, when you have something, uh, uh, not everything is wrong with you. You go to a doctor and doctor gives you different colored pills that you don't know what's in those and you have them with faith and they work and they cure you. Indian food is like that. It's like an alchemy of, uh, of under leather. And, and where are some of the influences from for Indian food? Are they coming from other? I'm always, it's always surprising to hear where some of the influences come from. Oh, oh my God. That, that's, uh, that's a very good question, uh, Debbie. Uh, it's uh, actually, uh, there, there, are, uh, there are quite a uh, few foreign influences of, if we were to see Indian food of today, right? Uh, that there are many things uh, which are indigenous, so that, let's say, which were there always. Right? So rice came in from India. There, there are two varieties all over the world, Riz Indica, Riz Japonica. So rice is from uh, India. But let's look at what the popular notion of Indian food uh, with a uh, lot of chilies, spicy. Little over 400 years ago, we didn't have uh, chilies uh, here. Portuguese brought them to us. We didn't have potatoes. We didn't have nali. The tomatoes were not there in India, right? So a lot of uh, that uh, influence, a uh, lot of influence from Central Asia came from, a uh, lot of influence from Persia uh, came into. So so it, it is uh, something that uh, uh, we, we, we have been uh, Indian food of uh, today. It has, it has evolved. What we call Indian food today is very different from what it was 500 years ago, right? Uh, but... The, the uh, good thing is that uh, it's because of the topography of India. It's, uh, we, we have water on three sides, so coast on uh, three sides. Uh, we have Himalayas uh, in the north. Uh, we have plains. We have coast. We have the, the uh, climate, uh, the uh, variety that it offers, the air it offers, the water it offers, the vegetation uh, it leads to and the uh, ever uh, uh, the, the history of uh, growing spices that we have always done that has made Indian food so unique that I, I don't think there's any other food in the world which, which can come anywhere close. This is not close, but it reminds me a little hearing you talk a little bit of, of Mexican food yes. because of the complexities and because of what the earth in Mexico produces from, and I guess that's true in other countries as well. Um, so, but you're, but I want to get back to your first experience cooking. I still haven't heard what oh, that yeah, first sure. experience is. 
Okay, so my earliest memories, if I would yes. say, uh, were uh, as, as a kid, uh, I, I think like uh, any uh, normal kid, I was uh, given real dough to play with. See, now kids play with Play-Doh, right? It's, it's yeah, but I was actually given uh, dough to play with. Uh, that uh, Here, play with it, and I would say that my uh, mom would uh, roll uh, rotis, uh, uh, Indian uh, breads that we have and uh, uh, I, I would uh, try and roll it, I could roll it but I could never get it round. So I would take uh, uh, a small plate and I would put on top and cut it with a knife and make it perfect round. So my earliest memory that it was important for me to get that perfection, that it had to be perfectly round. So. Uh, but uh, other, other than that, uh, as, as I uh, started uh, to grow, I, I remember uh, playing with ingredients uh, because going uh, to the market was uh, a given. Uh, come back, uh, peeling uh, fresh green peas uh, in, in uh, seasons. Not just peeling that, but knowing that you could cook uh, uh, not just the uh, peas, but the outer uh, skin that's there, you could eat that also. And how to uh, clean that uh, was something that as a kid I could uh, do that. Uh, but uh, professional cooking, uh, I, I think uh, I, I just uh, started uh, to work uh, with it when I went to the college. Uh, uh, did a lot with it uh, and uh, started to learn and that, that's something which uh, I uh, uh, write from my childhood. I've been very curious. I, I'm very inquisitive. I want to know more about everything. I was going to say, I think that's such an important personality quality in becoming great, whatever the profession is. Curiosity is something that I always look for in people. I think it just drives uh, new things coming your way and creativity and innovation. And, you know, what, most of the chefs that we've talked to who are considered great chefs are learners. They want to keep learning and they're curious. So it makes perfect so, sense. Uh, I, I've been consistent saying it for many years that, uh, so I love to learn and it's, it's not just about food. It could be anything. It could be about satellites, it could be about light, computers, milk, bottle, glass, anything. I want to learn everything about everything. Uh, food of course because i get into depth of it now i'm learning more about uh, medicine uh, food as medicine uh, now uh, learning is so important uh, to me that i say that uh, the day i cease to learn should be the last day of my life g2 you've been on the forefront of planning for this workshop that we're finally here months of planning uh tell us what your desired outcome is for these next two days. We start officially tomorrow. We've been in India for only two days. You'd never know it because it was a packed schedule. Um, but tomorrow kicks off our official workshop with Akshaya Patra, 50 other leaders. We've got dreams and hopes and plans. And what? And actually, to, after uh, you, I'd love to hear what you think as well, Chef. But what do you see as the desired outcome for this? It's been a whole six months since we've been preparing for this. Uh, uh, Debbie, I just, I'll start with underscoring something, Sanjeev, that you'd mentioned, that uh, India's midday meal program is a humongous effort. I think I want to applaud that, that the effort is there. I think what we're seeing, like I was saying, pick, picking up from my last response, that the gap 
is wider too. So here we have curated, right, like a specific set, maybe three dozen of people who will be there over the next couple of weeks. And we appreciate you coming straight from the U.S. and you as well. Um, so I think it's a short-term goal. If we can uh, create a cohort, I think, of trusted partners, right, like that are committed, that over the two-day experience getting to know each other, that it's a small like, sort of uh, chrysalis of people who we've formed trusting relationships, we're committed to it, we're going to do this together, like however, whatever. Out of that, if we can create two or three pilot programs, but we will be sharing how Share Our Strength does it differently. It's not just more of the same, right? It's like different ways of generating re revenue, raising funds. And if we could have picked two or three that we're ready in, like, say, March of 2023 to roll out, test it and learn from it to your point about learning, right? Like how do we continue to tweak it, the pursuit of perfection so that they stand and that we're able to actually create a blueprint that then goes to, so Sanjeev, we're considering one in Nagpur in March. Uh, I will be inviting you. Uh, but if you can then take the learning from that to Delhi, to Bombay, that sort of, and then maybe another one, two or three programs like that. And then in terms of the longer term, you ask about short and long term. Um, if we over time, let's say over the next two, three years, if we can create a wider network, a more robust uh, network uh, so that it, we have a national reach. It's not that every time it's a big lift, we have to spend six months follow up and that it becomes sort of an autopilot expansion that people are talking to people and you're spreading in your network and that it's cascading. If you could get to that level in, in two, three years so that it creates a campaign-like model, right? Um, and then the sort of the longest term, if you will, so the farthest uh, reaching lowest priority now would be how we can move the policy advocacy level because that's, you know, there's a lot of learning there. Uh, so maybe after three years or so, if you know how to get into that, that will be a big win as well. It's a, it's a very focused uh, approach. I, I know that you've spent months uh, prepping uh, for this. Uh, I, I think uh, whenever you, uh, you come into a new land, there are many, uh, you being an Indian helps, uh, I, I would say, or from India uh, background uh, helps. Uh, but uh, na naturally, uh, there are always uh, new learnings, new surprises, new things that uh, would be there. And uh, for the first time when you want to do, uh, there may be things that we think that we can learn uh, from you being uh, uh, in India. And uh, I, I think it will be one understanding expectations of each other. Uh, I think different partners, they, they uh, while people create their own uh, stories in their mind, but when you meet, when you deliberate and when you say, oh, this is what you mean, this is how it is going to be, right. then reality sinks in, right? You know, one, one of the challenges that I see and just listening to both of you talk about this and one of the things I've been thinking about in advance of this trip is we have learned a lot at Share Strength. We're over 30 years old. We've had many successes. We've had failures as well. We keep learning. We keep improving. And what I'm struggling with is the balance between what we've done and what could possibly work, what we don't know. Mm -hmm. We know a lot about how it worked in the United States. We don't know exactly what will work here. So balancing, sharing our successes with being open to what could work here. Uh, so in, you know, in, a, in a sense, I see it as a time to inspire and to be inspired, both. But you know, finding a way to uh, uh, bridge that, that what we know and what we don't know and make something yeah. that work. See, I, I think the good thing is the goal is common. Which goal is common, mm -hmm. goal is defined. Mm -hmm. And now uh, using each other's uh, strength, how, how quickly we can uh, get there. 
you're an author, you're a television personality, you're a chef, you're a father, you just had, uh, your daughter just got married, congratulations. And I met your wife only briefly today and over the phone, Aliona. I have a feeling that she's a big part of behind how you, your success, but how have you been able to balance all of this? And you're, you're a young man still. So how have you been able to balance all of this? Family, uh, everyone is working towards one goal, which is making me look good. That's, that's all they work on. So I'm thankful to all of them. Chef, what is next for you? Before we, we're going to wrap up in a few minutes. We've already been talking for close to 35, 40 minutes, which I can't believe has just flown by. But uh, what is next for you? I think uh, there's uh, being in this uh, room. Uh, I am truly uh, humbled by what all you have done. And if, uh, if we can uh, pick up in next, uh, whatever, 24 hours that I have with you guys, if I can pick up some threads and some learning, uh, that how can uh, such a large impact can be done? And if I can be part of uh, that, I, I think for me, it is important that whatever I do, and if I'm uh, today with Akshapatra, uh, that uh, I should be able to move the needle. It should not be just... Uh, we're saying that, okay, large number, large number, but it has to move the needle. So for me, uh, in, in India, uh, in, in my lifetime, I, I have to see that it's land of prosperity. It is land of smiles. It's not what the world should know it as. Poor people, that people want to help. India wants to uh, help the world, and it, it does. But at the same time, we have to look after people. And in that process, I want to see that my life in some meaningful way can move the needle in bringing more smiles. Well, and it already has been uh, with all that you do with Kashaya Patra and other community organizations. And just hearing you talk about that aspiration, I know you're going to continue to do more. And we're thrilled that you're going to hopefully work with us and uh, in the future to do that. Oh, I, I'm in. You're going to have to ask. Love that. Yeah. I know your time is limited, so we're, we're going to be very strategic in, in what, we, what we ask of you. Mm -hmm. G2, um, final thoughts before we, we wrap up this special episode? Yeah, I think it's a perfect uh, setting. Sanjeev, something that you said uh, bring, brings me back one thought that I had that recently, Debbie, India celebrated its 75th Independence uh, Day. And I think I heard that there was a declaration or, or an aspiration that by the time it's uh, gets to uh, the the hundred, right, the centennial, twenty five years from now, that uh, it will no longer be a developing nation, but it, it had a seat at the table as a developed nation, right? And so, but if you think about it, those the kids that are fifteen years today, fifteen years old, will be forty years old, twenty five years from now, running the country in the military, the industry, the leaders, and so it is imperative for India to be at the developed table to, to pay attention to that and really focus and start now, right? With the kids, nutrition, all of that. And so in terms of the, I think the, so the, to, to answer your question, Debbie, I think if we can organize the industry, like through our collective effort, right? Uh, and create the, much like what Share Our Strength has done, frankly, in the United States, uh, that's part of the success and create uh, assets that generate value and service of these kids who will then tomorrow become the leaders uh, I think that'll be the sort of the legacy to leave behind. And uh, whether whether it's the chefs and the restaurant and the culinary industry or the tech industry, we've been hearing a lot uh, through the meeting that the tech industry, and there may be others. It isn't just give CSR dollars 
but it's like how do we inspire them how do we amplify existing community solutions not just the dollars but the inspiration and the ownership of that uh, and so i think that the, what we need to learn now starting now is which is that which industry is ready to engage how can we motivate the tech industry which is the most sort of thriving industry to take ownership of that uh, i would like to know what moves them what is it that we can what kind of value can we bring to them uh, that makes them look good like your team makes you look good right um, and then finally, like, okay, how are we going to work together for a long time to, to make this happen? Make sense? Yeah. G2, yeah. if people want to learn more about Akshay Patra, Akshapatra, where do .org, that is in India, and in the United States is akshapatrausa.org. This has been a great conversation for a lot of reasons. One, because we're in India, which is exhilarating. Uh, and two, because we've had a chance to, to meet you, not just a wonderful chef, but a wonderful human being who's doing so much. So thank you both. Um, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Share it with your friends and rate us. And to learn more about Shai Patra, you got the address. I'm going to spell it for everybody. A-K-S-H-A-Y-A. P-A-T-R-A. That's Akshaya Patra. And a shout out to our producers, uh, Paul Woodall and his team at District Productive. Thank you, Hunter, for waking up early and to Joanna Weber at Pop and Ah. This is Debbie Shore for Ad Passion and Stir. Thanks for listening.